0: What is up, guys, and welcome back. So, in this episode, we'll be talking about Web 3.0. So, maybe a buzzword that a lot of you all have been hearing, especially in the cryptocurrency world, talking about Web 3.0, but I feel like a lot of people really don't know what Web 3.0 is. So, I'm going to give you a small little introduction to Web 3.0. So Web 3.0 is coming, um, and this is just basically going to be a small overview of some of the things and um, early pioneers and history of Web uh, 2.0 and 1.0. So on here, it just says definition. What is Web 3.0? Web 3.0 is upcoming third generation of the Internet where websites and apps will be able to process information in a smart, human-like way through technologies like machine learning and big data. So machine learning is definitely something uh, that a lot of people may not have heard from. It's kind of like um, sort of like artificial intelligence, but it's basically an algorithm that helps um, a certain system to learn patterns and behaviors that people use uh, to help your web experience become better. Uh, So as Web 3.0 networks uh, will operate through decentralized, decentralized protocols, the founding blocks uh, of the blockchain and cryptocurrency technology, uh, we can expect to see strong convergence of the symbiotic relationship between uh, these three technologies and other fields. Uh, They will uh, be inoperable, seamlessly integrated, uh, automated through smart contracts, uh, and used uh, to power anything from microtransactions in Africa, uh, censorship, uh, resistance P2P data, uh, which P2P is peer-to-peer, uh, data. So like if you're lending something to somebody, uh, let's say you wanted to share, you know, different data, uh, or, you know, lend somebody money instead of going to a bank, uh, that's basically peer-to-peer, uh, and sharing with applications like Filecoin, uh, which is actually one of the cryptocurrencies that is in, uh, the web 3.0 space, uh, to completely uh, change everything or change every company uh, conduct and operate their business. Uh, they are currently a slew of DeFi protocols, uh, just the tip of the iceberg. So uh, this is talking about uh, Web 3.0 technologies. There are a few details that we need to keep in mind uh, when looking into Web 3.0 tech. First of all, the concept isn't new. Uh, so some history back on here. Uh, Jeffrey Zeldman is uh, one of the early developers of Web 1.0 and 2.0 applications uh had written a blog post putting his support behind web 3.0 back in 2006 uh, but talks around the topic had begun as early 2001 so it's not a new uh term web you know 3.0 i just feel like as cryptocurrency has uh began to you know shape up a little bit more uh, web 3.0 has kind of been thrown out there but there are so many different terms in the cryptocurrency community um, web 3.0 is just like a subset uh, that's one way you can look at it and so, history, uh, you have Web 1, 1.0, which began in 1989 to 2005. Uh, Web 1.0, also called Static Web, was the first and most reliable internet uh, in the 1990s, despite only offering access to limited information uh, with little to no user interaction, back in the day creating user pages or even... Uh, commenting and articles weren't a thing so basically you just had a page and that page just gave you just raw information so it's kind of like reading a book um, but the book was the internet so each page once it was created was just that page there was no uh, you know interfacing to it there was no uh, more information you could gather rather than just looking at that one page now we're currently in web 2.0 which started in 2005 uh, and it's currently going on now uh, which is the social web or web 2.0? Uh, made the internet uh, a lot more interactive thanks to advancements in web technologies like JavaScript, HTML5, uh, CSS3, etc., uh, which enable startups to build interactive web platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, uh, Wikipedia, and more. And you can see just those three different things all the things you can do on there. You can comment, you can share, uh, like, and dislike. It's its whole ecosystem uh, kind of built into those three different um, platforms and each one of those are different in their own way so uh, you know ultimately giving the users more information uh, is ultimately what they're trying to do Uh, This paved the way uh, for both social networks and user-generated content production uh, to flourish since data can now be distributed and shared between various platforms and applications. Uh, The set of tools in the internet uh, era was pioneered by web innovators like uh, Jeffrey Zeldman. Uh, So now we have Web 3.0, which is yet to come. It's on its way. Uh, Web 3.0 is the next stage of the web evolution that would make uh, the internet more intelligent and process information with near human-like intelligence through the power of AI systems, which stands for artificial intelligence uh, that could run smart programs to assist users. Um, And so uh, Tim uh, Berners-Lee had said that Somatic Web is meant to automatically interface with systems, people, and home devices as such content creation and decision-making process uh, would involve both human and machines. So basically integrating humans and machines together makes web 3.0. So you've seen kind of the growth of smart devices. You may have a smart home security system um, which uses different technology, uh, but this is kind of like integrating everything together uh, to be just one web 3.0 system. So, uh, the different features or key features to look at for uh, Web 3.0, uh, you have ubiquity. Uh, ubiquity means uh, being or having capacity to be everywhere, uh, especially at the same time. In other words, omnipresence. So uh, basically Web um, 3.0 is going to be, you know, everywhere, whatever you need to look at um you could go to web 3.0 because there's a web 3.0 feature um around you so it's kind of like encompassing everything um you know that's kind of you know why they have a push for uh having internet for everyone so that's having web 2.0 for everyone but web 3.0 which will build up on that uh means that you know anything you need to access whether it's you know something in the metaverse or something uh you know where you're currently located you could access it so that's kind of the uh ubiquity uh cinematic web uh, so, somatic uh, web is a study of the relationship between wor- words, um, and so on here just has an example to practice uh, how this would look. Uh, let's take you two sentences. For instance, uh, I love Bitcoin, I heart Bitcoin. So, uh, their syntax may be different, but their semantics are pretty much the same, uh, since semantics only deals with the meaning or emotion of the content. So, this is kind of the difference between, um, if you looked at kind of text, community and text culture, text kind of went from, you know, way back in the day where you uh, began texting, uh, you typed out all of the words uh, to everything, and then you may have found some slang words, uh, and then started using some acronyms to mean things like, you know, LOL, now it's kind of, you know, mixed how people text, some people may use just GIFs, and that one GIF, uh, or GIF, you may say, uh, means the whole phrase itself, or you may use just emojis, usually people use emojis instead of using actual text words, but they have the same meaning, so this is kind of uh, what sematic means. Uh, and then artificial intelligence, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, um, but Wikipedia defines AI uh, as intelligence demonstrated by machines, so artificial intelligence could going to be helping uh, to, you know, navigate you through web 3.0. Uh, and then you have spatial web and 3D graphics. Uh, um, some futurists also call Web 3.0 a spatial web, um, as it aims to blur the line between physical and digital by revolutionizing graphics uh, technology, bringing it into clear focus 3D virtual worlds. And you'll see that also um, in some of the metaverse projects that are out there. Um, and then this is talking about Web 3.0 applications, um, and so... Some Web3, a common requirement for Web 3.0 applications is the ability to um, digest large scale information uh, to turn it into actual or turn into factual knowledge and useful executions for users. Uh, With that being said, these applications are still uh, at the early stages, which means that they have a lot of room for improvement and a far cry from how Web 3.0 apps could potentially function. Some of the companies that are building Uh, or have products that are transforming into Internet 3.0. Applications are Amazon, Apple, and Google. Uh, Two examples of applications that utilize Web 3.0 technologies are Siri and Wolfram Alpha. So people may not be familiar with what Wolfram Alpha is, uh, but Wolfram Alpha, I encourage everybody to go look it at, but Siri, majority of people know what Siri is. Almost everyone has an iPhone uh, in this day and age, or if you don't have one, you know of what an iPhone is. So how iPhone... Um, And Siri uses AI uh, for like assistance. You'll have uh, Amazon Alexa. Um, For Samsung, you have uh, Bixby um, and things of that nature um, to help you uh, learn your schedule, book your appointments, uh, learn your different routes uh, with the Google side of it. Uh, So if you're going somewhere, if you frequent there often, uh, you may have uh, Google already pull it up on your maps. So this is kind of how Web 3.0 is going to help. Uh, be integrated into uh, your everyday world. So uh, going into Web 3.0, there are some uh, crypto that are out there that are already beginning to set up uh, kind of the basis for Web 3.0. The first one on here that I want to talk about is Chainlink. Uh, Chainlink... um, Is available on Coinbase. Uh, So Coinbase being one of the most popular uh, ways to buy cryptocurrency Um, it's currently at the time of recording twenty five dollars and seven cents, or six cents, and then it's been fluctuating quite a bit. But uh, I think Chainlink is a great project Uh, overall. We still are in a little bit of a bearish downward trend, um, you know, on here for. Uh, The market, it is an ERC-20 token, so if you do have some Ethereum in your wallet, you can convert over. And this is on uh, Masari, by the way, so make sure you guys go check out Masari. It's a great place to uh, go and look at uh, different cryptocurrencies, give you tons of information uh, for doing some chart analysis. So going to their main page on here, uh, Chainlink's main page, uh, we can see securely connect uh, smart contracts uh, with off-chain data and services. This is something that's going to be crucial when it comes to uh, doing smart contracts. So uh, smart contracts is basically how um, the blockchains basically uh, talk to each other or, or how you can get information from one place to another, you make a smart contract. So if you ever buy NFT or you've ever done a transaction, it basically initiates a smart contract. So uh, if you go and you let's say you want to buy NFT of something, like let's say you want to buy NFT of a piece of land in the central land or something like that, uh, it'll initiate a smart contract. That smart contract will be made in your wallet. Chainlink is um, to help secure those contracts, basically. So uh, on here it says smart build your hybrid smart contract with Chainlink um, a highly secure flexible infrastructure, reliable uh, tamper proof uh, network, use uh, decentralization, trusted nodes, uh, premium data and crypt- cryptographic uh, proofs uh, to connect highly accurate and available data slash APIs uh, to any smart contract. Seamless connection to any API, proven ready-made solutions and secure off-chain computation. The secure off-chain computation, I think is gonna be a very uh, big key uh, to get a lot of these contracts through uh, because smart contracts I think are here to sh- stay as well. Uh, so what is Chainlink? The industry standard Oracle network. Chainlink greatly expands uh, the capabilities of smart contracts by enabling access to real-world data and off-chain computation while maintaining uh, the security and reliability guarantees uh, inherent to blockchain technology. Um, And so on here, these are some of the uh, future smart contracts on here. There's just people uh, talking about it. You have the CEO, CTO, CEO, founder, and then another CEO uh, of a different company. So this is the CEO of Aave. Uh, You have the CEO of Celsius uh, on here just giving statements about uh, Chainlink. And so, on here, uh, talks about open source development and growing ecosystem uh, of users. On here, it says become a data provider. Uh, sell your data to Chainlink. Data uh, providers can sell data through their existing APIs to the Chainlink network in less than an hour. Chainlink abstract Uh, away all the complexities around running nodes and handling cryptocurrency payments, uh, allowing data providers to monetize their existing infrastructure and follow solely uh, on providing quality data. So these are some of the uh, leading providers, Uh, some popular uh, sites on here like CoinGecko, uh, CryptoCompare, and Keiko uh, being some of the most popular ones, as well as Binance. Um, And so These are some very reputable sources um, on here. And they're just talking about uh, how you can sell your data through chain link so on here it talks about becoming a node operator uh, which is something important make sure you guys go look up nodes uh, on here you have some supported leading node operators you have t-mobile on here which they're saying is t-systems um, but essentially t-mobile um, you have uh, steakfish uh, chorus and some others on here so it says operate um, a Chainlink node uh, chain link node operators are the backbone of Chainlink Network, uh, running and maintaining Oracle infrastructure that ensures smart contracts across every blockchain have secure access to the highest quality of real world data. So this is definitely something important Being a part of the chain link node, you help the smart contracts go through. Um, And that is something that is very crucial, especially when doing uh, different transactions. You need your transaction to go through. So becoming a part of the node helps to, you know, push the network through. So basically, uh, looking at Web 3.0, majority of the coins you're going to see are you yourself uh, the person who... um, is operating uh, this being a node. Uh, so speaking of nodes on here, let's go to the next coin. Uh, and the last one on the list that i to talk about, which is Helium. Uh, Helium is the centralized wireless network. Uh, these are their current uh, ratings. They are pretty positive as well. Uh, but they focus on IoT. So IoT is being the Internet of Things. And as far as, you know, mining uh, is concerned or collecting a lot of different uh, data, um, Helium was one of the bigger ones or one of the more popular ones that was out there that started to uh, talk about Uh, going on to uh, making a node network. So going to their uh, main page, uh, one of the things uh, when people talk about getting into mining or the first ones, one of the first ones that I saw was, hey, you can mine uh, by becoming a node on the Helium network. So you can get into these different devices. Um, I've seen a lot of reviews for all of them, basically. Uh, This one being the most popular one, the Helium Miner. uh, This one right here. Um, and then you could become a part of the node. So being a part of the node uh, for the Helium Network is basically creating like a small little network you connect to different nodes and they pay you out in helium so like i said again um the purpose of you becoming a node um besides you know getting rewards in helium uh which will be an hmt uh which you can set up through your wallet um you will also be able to help others get their contracts passed through um and so depending on where you're at your location wise you may get more uh helium out um than other places uh, because the you know the larger the node, or the larger the uh, city, there may be more nodes present, and then you are just basically helping to build the network. But they do pay you out in H&T, which is a great way to make some passive income. So you becoming a node, don't think that, hey, I'm going to become a node, and this is just pointless. They actually pay you out in different cryptocurrencies. So Chainlink, um, they'll pay you out in Link, um, and then Helium, they'll pay you out in Helium, which is H&T. But Ultimately, what you're trying to do is to help um, provide a secure network for more smart contracts to go through, which in turn will help a lot of different contracts uh, go through the network. And also, um, if you can continue to build out this network and there are enough nodes present, then you could see gas prices potentially going down um, at some point in time. So I think uh, having you know, different miners, whether it's a Helium miner or you're joining the uh, Chainlink network, I think ultimately the goal is to help um, build this uh, Web 3.0 framework. So uh, when people talk about Web 3.0, it still is a long way to go because they're still building out the infrastructure as far as building these different nodes, having people become nodes so that All these smart contracts can go through, and then Web 3.0 can build on top of that. So hopefully this video kind of helped open your eyes uh, to Web 3.0. I think it's, uh, you know, it's inevitably going to be here, but, you know, you can join and be a part of it. I know uh, a lot of millennials, uh, like myself, definitely missed the beginning of the dot-com boom, um, and so... You know, we were basically still in school or still young uh, when that, you know, dot com boom happened. But I think now is a great time to be able to jump into uh, Web 3.0. So hopefully this video helped you all uh, and see you guys next time. Peace.